Hello and welcome to I Heard It on a Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. And before we get into it, I just want to say I don't want to get caught with my beard in the letterbox. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. Um, we're doing uh, Swedish things still. Sure. At, at least I am. Yeah. And um, you, fit, you fit the look. Thank you, I think. Uh, Swedish people are You look like you could be attractive. Swedish. Um, are you Swedish? Uh, Norwegian know? is okay. my heritage, which Close is enough. basically Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. Although not for them. Sweden to the right. <laughs> Apparently Sweden and Norway don't like each other. I mean, in like a fun way. Kind of yeah. like how we don't like Canada. Right. Well, some of us actually don't like Canada. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. You and I. I love Canada, love but Canada, I think it's but fun we make to fun of make Canada. fun of yeah, yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Anyway, this means basically the same thing as like getting your hand stuck in the cookie jar. It's like getting caught with your pants down, mm. that kind of thing. I thought getting your hand caught, wait, is, it, is getting your hand stuck in a cookie jar? I thought that was like get being caught red-handed kind of. Like yes. Like you're, you're found out as guilty. Right. Which is different than like getting your caught with your pants down. That's like... I'm unprepared. Hmm. I always thought they were the same thing. But you see both the difference are, in what I'm saying? Both are like, you're doing something and someone comes in, you're like, duh. Yeah, but one, you're guilty. The other, you're unprepared. I see. Well, when I thought, to me, the cookie jar one doesn't mean guilty because it's just taking cookies. It's just like, teehee, so embarrassing. <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Man, I can't even tell you the number of times that I've like snuck desserts in my house because mm-hmm. there's like... You know, a limit to right. how much desserts you should have, sure. probably as a child. Yep. But you want to exceed the limit because you're a child. Yeah, and it's great. And and you're a human and, yep. and you want more sweets. Right. Um. So getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar is like, uh-uh-uh, right. you're having too many sweets, too many cookies, too many cookies for you. <laughs> Where that having your pants down is fine. Sure. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> it's just awkward. This means something in that realm. That sounds very painful to me, and I'm not going to try oh, it. Oh, yeah. I don't even have a letterbox. So, anyway, I'm going to say it in Swedish now. Medskaget i brevladadan. Last week you did better, I have to say. This one has a lot of modifiers on the letters. Oh, okay. Like it's got the A with the little degree sign above it. The degree? Oh, the little circle above yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know how the heck I would even change the letter A with that. Well,. I think accents, if it's like French, which I've extensively studied, um, even like the accent modifier or the letter modifier accent can change the letter pronunciation depending on the consonants around right. it and the other letters in the word. And it, so it's not even like all A's with that thing are all sound the same. Right. But if it is, then maybe Sweden, Swedish is the language for us. Maybe. I wouldn't mind learning it. Uh, but that's not what this episode's about because I wouldn't even know where to start. This episode is about, well, it's about dry water. We're going to start there. Um, I went on a hike on Monday. It was really nice. I haven't cool. been like in the outdoors in a while. I've been very busy and so I needed to get out. And so we had a uh, like staff day off where we took the afternoon off and we all went on a hike. And... We ended up just going up to Horsetooth and like hiking up to Horsetooth Falls, which mm-hmm. is what, like a mile? It's a super short, easy hike. Yeah. Um, and it was like a pretty nice day. It was a little hot, which was surprising because when I checked the weather earlier, it was like 40 and raining, but the weather changes fast. And so I was like, well, it's fine. And so 
the three of us are, it was me and Josiah and Courtney, and we're all walking up to Horsetooth Falls and it's getting a little hot and I'm like kind of looking forward to like getting to Horsetooth Falls and like, you know, jumping in the pond and like going hey, you're gonna to, jump in the pond yeah well not like fully jump in but because it's not a deep pond it's just like you walk around and you wade your feet in sure, the pond, okay. which is what i was looking forward to because it was hot and i was sweating and we get up there and i hadn't been hearing like the babbling brook that you would normally hear as you're getting close to something like this and we kind of crest the hill that then goes back down to where the bottom of the waterfall is and i'm like waiting to see you know the the river coming around the corner and then the waterfall and we come around the corner to just this like pit full of rocks and nothing else mm. and there's like a big black stain on the rocks where the water used to be but there was no water and i had never seen it like like i've been to horse tooth for years and years i've been going to horse tooth and i never seen it empty so i was like well maybe they dammed it up at the top and they're doing something like reconstructive or something and so we we're like well let's go back around and let's hike another it's like an extra half a mile or whatever and go up to the top and see if there's any water up there and so we hiked back up to the fork and all the way back up around to the top of the waterfall. And sure enough, there was no water. There was like a little pool in the rocks that had been like carved out by the waterfall that was deeper. Mm -hmm. And there was like maybe a foot and a half of super stagnant water. It was like bug infested and like Gross. muddy and marshy. And that was all that was left of it. And so I don't know what happened, but it's gone. So what you're saying is we are running out of water. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> where is it going i don't know um are we sending it to mars or something i had speculation because the reservoir was also very low when we were up there because we drove past mm. that on the way back into town and it was like easily 50 feet off where the shoreline usually is mm. so it seemed very low um if i was more prepared in this story i would have looked it up and tried to have an answer but i don't my assumption would be because of the weird water rights that happen around here. Yeah. It that's is possible. being funneled to like Arizona or something. Well, if I were also just speculation is like the alternative motto of this podcast. Right. Like uninformed speculation. But most of those lakes are fed by snowmelt. And we're at the time of year where all of last year's snow has already melted mm. and it hasn't really snowed for this year yet. Right. Okay. So it makes sense that this would be the lowest time of year because there's not a, I guess there's some rain this time of year, but not, we, don't ever, get, dry. we don't ever get a lot of rain. Yeah. And the snow has all melted and gone away and we haven't gotten new snow for the 2021-22 winter yet. Right. So if there was going to be a, a time of year where the lakes were really low, it would make sense that it would be around this time of year for me personally. Yeah. I think it's kind of a mix. I looked it up while we were talking. And so it does look like, because this happened again last year, I guess. This time last year, it was kind of super low. And it's because if you have like a dry, hot summer and then there's a lot of like agricultural demand because of droughts elsewhere, they drain the reservoir to feed those other demands. So I don't know why, because the waterfalls above the reservoir, so I'm assuming the waterfall was just because we haven't had much, you know, rain and the reservoir is low because they were funneling it off other places. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of, it was a disappointment. It was a bummer. And the saddest part was we um, started walking back down from both of them and there was this dad and his two sons who were coming up and they like came around the corner and they like all were just looking at this like dry rock. And one of the boys was like, 
but daddy, I wanted to see my first waterfall today. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was my like, heart. Oh, my gosh. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cracked. It's crack. My heart, it cracked. So, yeah, so then, like, they just sat down and his dad was like, well, drink some water. And then that was... <laughs> Pour only, one out. <laughs> right? I know. So, that was super sad. Let's I was double bummed. It'll be my tears. And <laughs> I was like, okay, how can we make... Can we go up and, like, pour some buckets over for this kid or something? <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, that was a bummer. Did so, they, do you think he got paid to say that just to, like, add to your story? Like, I paid him? <laughs> no, like, paid by the state of Colorado. Oh, I don't know. That would... Uh, this like podcast a, is supported by the state of Colorado and the, that kid. Thank you, Colorado. <laughs> That'd be cool to get this sponsored by the state. Yeah, I don't know why they would need us to. Because we talk a lot. Them. We talk a lot about how great this state is. We do on this podcast. We also tell people not to move here, though, because we don't like that. Well, that's true, but we say that because it's so cool, right? They could move to like. Pueblo. Pueblo. I was going to say Pueblo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we hate Pueblo. Yeah, screw Pueblo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ever been to Pueblo? Yeah. Okay. It's not great. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on. Sorry if you live in Pueblo, yeah. but we live in other not great places. Yeah, people so. hate on where we live, too, so <laughs> it's cool. Um, okay, let's move on. So I've got some news, and this is news. We've been talking about Dune coming out for a while now. I've been kind of like overly excited for this movie mm. and it comes I have out thoughts. i'm glad we're talking about this yeah it comes out on friday um but Which, so like after this episode is coming out right i mean after yeah. this episode uh, yes. when this episode comes out it's it already will out. already be out for us it comes out on friday um but they are releasing it early on hbo really so it comes out a day before the theaters get it on hbo so it'll release like Thursday at midnight, Friday morning. For theaters. Theaters. But it'll release Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So for yeah, HBO? so I think it's three PM Pacific on Thursday it releases. Oh, so like seven hours early or something. Right. And I think I've noticed the theaters, at least around here, seem to not care. I think they are going by like GMT midnight because they started having showings at like three PM on a Thursday. Really? Yeah. Because that's how it was for like all of the new releases recently. So I'm not really sure why that's that is. It's kind of boring, right? Yeah. Because new movies technically release on a Friday. Right. So then your release would, your like big movie release would right. be three o'clock on a Thursday. Yes. And so it's kind of a bummer because there's not like a midnight showing anymore. Yeah, that's kind of a buzzkill. So I'm not sure what the deal with that is. And so it's not as bad as like it seems, but it's still crazy to me that HBO is getting like a theatrical movie before the theaters can show it. Yeah, what kind of contracts are they writing? I don't know. And apparently the director was like super upset about this and like pushed back just super hard. But Warner Brothers said, nope, screw you, man. We're going to release it. So Where does HBO get all their money from? Uh, subscribers. So they have so much more money from subscribers than like Amazon that they can write these kind of contracts and supersede like the desires of an entire like a high budget movie well it was it's a warner brothers movie and warner brothers owns hbo oh. so it's their movie yeah so they just say like well it sucks to suck you work for us <laughs> so this probably wouldn't happen with a non-warner brothers movie right I right because hbo only gets like for their theatrical movies they only get warner brothers movies okay um so 
I guess it just makes sense. Like the only reason they would do that is if they thought it was better for their bottom line. So I guess more people are streaming than going to the theaters, for, even for these movies. Well, they probably get a bigger proportion of the cut from HBO streaming than from a ticket in-person ticket sale. Yeah, but my understanding is like theaters don't really make barely anything off of the ticket sales. They mostly make their money off of concessions, right? Right. So HBO, Warner Brothers, is fine screwing over theaters because they'll get the same amount of money, probably more from streaming Interesting. than they will from ticket sales anyway. So we might as well just let the theaters die because they make their money off mm. of concessions anyway. So we just incentivize right. people to see it on HBO in their mm. own homes and disincentivize them to go to the theaters because they'll make more money right. streaming on HBO Go or whatever right. it's called anyway. Yeah. That kind of makes sense because what does like a movie ticket cost? Like 12 bucks if most you places? A, uh, evening showing yeah. for an adult. And so maybe what, like the studio takes 80% of that, 85% of that, something like that? Mm. I'm not sure how high it is. But I mean, even if you just got a month of HBO, that's still $15. So even just a month is more just to watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, you probably do other stuff too. Right. But So, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. But I don't know. I'm, I'm I can so see torn. why the partnership of Warner Brothers and HBO would want to do this. Right. And they would. It's. I can see why it's better for them. It's not better for theaters. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, or I feel like people watching the movie because like I really I'm so excited to see this movie and part of me is like I'm off tomorrow I'm just gonna as soon as it comes out like watch it at home at like 4 p.m. so I can see it and I've got HBO would be free but to me like I think that would kind of make it not as good of an experience like I feel like if I want it to be an amazing experience I need to go to the theaters to see it every movie trailer which kind of annoys me at this point says this is like, the movie that you need to yeah. see in theaters. See it on the biggest screen you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so dumb. It annoys me because it's like, um, I'm going to see it on whatever screen I want, right. actually. But I get that you're like trying to push me to yeah. theaters. Um, so let's, let's wrap up this conversation because I want to talk about Dune, the movie itself. Okay. I was excited for it. Uh-huh. I tried to read the book like five times. Uh-huh. It was way too nerdy for me. So sure. ex- I was excited for the like watered down version. Right. However, the trailers have completely disincentivized me from seeing Interesting. it. Interesting. They the I read literally the first three chapters and everything I've seen in the trailer looks like a like a e- easy version of what I pictured right. from those first three chapters so exactly what you wanted yeah <laughs> i think i just also don't like uh jason momoa and it looks really? like he's gonna be a big part of it huh. and I, I don't for some reason i just don't like him i like him a lot that's interesting and uh what's what's the main characters is um uh paul is name? his character's name i don't know what the actor's name it's, is uh whatever anyway um i don't know i just Maybe I'm like becoming cynical or like to the age where I am like ripe to be cynical of this type of movie, Uh but just like a big budget action movie that's taking a huge concept and kind of watering it down for the masses. Uh The more I think about it, the less I'm like, but I'm also another part of me is like, why why are you crapping on this thing that is like a 
proven good plot. Right. And you also crap all over sequels. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is. You got you to take one or the other, right? That's part of the reason I'm excited for it is because it's not a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie or like a James Bond. Like it's not a franchise that exists already. It's something yeah. new and fresh. And so I'm really like... Even you if know it's, it's going super to become generic. a franchise. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. Like, I love franchises. I just want a new one every once in a while. And so I'm excited to kind of get into a new franchise. Um, I hope it's not just like super generic, like action movie E. And Well, the whole premise, this is not a spoiler, Yeah, is like this guy, this kid is like the one. I forget what right. the one does. Yeah. But every, every movie ever is like this person is the one and we need to find out if he's actually the one and if he can do the thing yeah so i feel like that's just difficult to make creative right it's like is the one the one and is can the one do the thing that we need right. the one to do yeah i saw a meme that was like people don't want to watch star wars because they're like oh it's like this one kid with magical powers who has sword fights and they battle over a planet instead i want to see this one kid who has magical powers and has sword fights battling over a planet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it is like definitely a a concept that's been used before. But to be honest, I think most like works of fiction can kind of be boiled down into basic plots. There's maybe like 10 basic plots in fiction. Yeah. So I, there's the, there's this theory or st- structure of storytelling yeah. that there's only seven St- seven right. or ten or something like yeah. that story stories right. that are told yeah and some people have boiled it down to really there's only one story that is told right a hero goes on a journey right and so, like yeah you could argue that any like name any story ever and like a hero character person whatever right goes on a journey it yeah. could be a journey to like you know, destroy the one ring. Right. Or it could be a journey of like trying to discover if they want to stay in their marriage. Right. You know, a journey is like a really yeah. broad term. Right. But that's why I feel like I'm maybe being too cynical, but I definitely am not going to stand in line for four hours yeah. to see Dune on opening night. I don't think you'll have to because we could go tomorrow at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still excited, even if it's like a crappy plot. I'm just like a like movie geek, and I love like cinematography and lighting and all that stuff. So I'm just like excited to see a giant freaking worm eat stuff. <laughs> but my my final question, then we can move on. Do you think I should watch this by myself at home, or should I hold out for us to go to the theater? I think that we should see this in theaters. Kay. All right, it's a plan. If it does become a franchise, and it's something that like we can share with uh like our between our friendship yeah and like between society as a whole i think it will be more enjoyable to experience in theaters rather than just like on your couch right on On my four (laughs) o'clock on a thursday yeah totally cool well that's all i need to know so sometime we'll go see a giant worm eat stuff yes okay let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, as we haven't talked about Apple in a while, actually. So it's time. We're talking about Apple again. But we're not just going to talk about Apple. Um, I'll start off by saying Apple had their like second fall event last week. They had it, another one? Yeah. They have 
apparently two events in the fall now or maybe even three what? they're just kind of getting to the point where like every month they're going to have an event to release products to, um, to announce new products every month or yeah. you know several times a year yeah yeah apparently do they really do they actually have more products or are they just doing less per event they have a, a lot of like different variations of products so like for example at this past event they announced new airpods 3 but they've also got airpods pro They've got the AirPods Max, and then they've got now the AirPods 2. So there's like a lot of different variations. Or like with a watch, there's like the 6, and then there's the 7, and then there's the SE. And so they can kind of just... there were so many things. Yeah, they can kind of just launch different iterations of products. I think this is the last one for the... Well, that might be a lie. There might be another one this year because they were expected to announce like a pro version of the... uh, What's it called? The Mac Mini, like the little brick computer and they didn't do that so they could still have another event this year who knows but speaking of cinematography and geeking out apple's events are always super fun to watch because they're so i don't even know well produced yeah maybe (laughs) overproduced if you will but anyway so they had their event last week on monday and they announced the new airpods which i don't care about um and they announced uh, new colors for its HomePod Mini. Exciting. HomePod? Yeah, so it's like their Alexa, basically. Oh, their version of that. Maybe talked about we this. probably have. So they announced new colors. I think they have oh, like a whoa. plum and plum. something else. Plum for your HomePod. Yeah. They also announced a... This was weird to me. Um, they announced half-price Apple Music but only if you get what's called a voice subscription. So instead of paying $10 a month for all of Apple Music, you can only pay $5 a month. Still have access to the whole catalog, but you can only access it through voice. So like through Siri or Alexa. What? I didn't understand that logic at all. That's like, the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> who so, can I talk to about that? I don't know. What, I don't. Who should I email? What's the incentive? Like to, to get people to, to get use people Siri? To use Siri? So you're like gimping the user experience so people will use your crappy assistant. <laughs> yeah. They're they're making it worse. They're incentivizing <laughs> you to like use something that is objectively inferior. Mm-hmm. And even the biggest Apple, Apple fanboy I know will admit that right. it is inferior. And they're losing money to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to get people on board. I don't... Yeah, I don't get that. That was weird. It's got to be a scheme to build their voice database mm, system. Yes, so they can stalk us all. Mm-hmm. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, Start writing that conspiracy theory. I'm sure it's already been written. Oh, sure. <laughs> but the real like big thing that everyone was kind of looking forward to that they announced was the new MacBook Pro laptops. Um, so they had announced, was it last year already? Has it been a year? There's no way it's been a year. Maybe it was in the spring. But the like MacBook Air with the new Apple chip and it's like all fancy now. And we've talked about that a lot and how like kind of game changing it was. So they announced the Pro version, which are the higher end ones. And with it, they announced two chips. So now they've got the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. So it's getting confusing. Why do they have to name them? Why can't they just name them the like Raptor laptop? <laughs> like... <laughs> Demon Spawn laptop. <laughs> like, I could remember those. Right. Not just a bunch of numbers? Not, yeah. It's like, what's that car brand that all of their models are just numbers and letters? BMW? Probably. It's like the M3 or the E60 or the M335i. Right. Or, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> someone I know got a BMW and, and someone else asked me what 
model it was. And I was like, I have no idea. Even <laughs> if I like got it tattooed on my arm, yeah. I probably would mess it up. Yeah, it's difficult. And there's like a lot of times they don't make sense in the naming scheme. Like this one to me, it's hard to tell which one's better. Like is pro better or is max better? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to be a pro or do you want to have it at everything? At the max, yeah. I don't know. Um, but they look pretty cool. Um, I'm going to skip down to kind of the specs on it. So to me, design-wise, it's like basically they brought back the 2015 MacBook, which I think is what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they brought back the full-size HDMI port, which is nice. Ooh. Um, that was missing. And I really miss that. Like I do video stuff for a living. And so not having that was a bummer. Yeah. And I've got a whole section of my backpack full of dongles. So you've got a full-size HDMI again. Um, they brought back the SD card reader, which is nice. Don't okay. have that either. Um, nice for photography and stuff like that. Um, they keep the headphone jack, which is nice. And something that I'm like super geeking out about and super excited for is they changed it so that you can like drive high impotence headphones on it now. And what the <laughs> what that means? High impedance headphones. Uh, Someday I won't laugh <laughs> at that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Basically what that means is you can drive like high-end professional headphones without like an external amp. And so if you look at my desk, listeners, you won't be able to see this, but I've got my headphones here on my desk and those are HD600s. They're like pro-level headphones. And those go into this little amp over here on the left. And that is converting the signal from digital to analog and then it's amplifying the signal to drive the headphones. And if I just plugged these headphones into my MacBook, they would sound like distorted and super dull. They wouldn't have any low or high end. And it's because the port can't provide enough power to like drive those nice speakers how they need to be driven. And so they're adding some sort of circuitry into this headphone jack that you could plug, you know, these $600 headphones into your MacBook and it's going to sound just like you have all of this external gear. So that's super cool. And mm-hmm. To me, that's a huge quality of life improvement because now if I want to use these headphones to like edit audio, I have to come home. I can't do it when I'm out. I have to come home. I have to dock my MacBook to my like whole desk and turn the switch on my amp to hook it up to my MacBook. And then I have to like put my headphones on. I have to like flip the input on my monitor because my MacBook's docked. So then I have to do that. And then I have to plug my mouse and my keyboard all into my MacBook. And it's just kind of a hassle. And so this would make it so I could just plug my headphones in and then I can listen. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's a niche thing, but it's a huge quality of life improvement for me at least. Um, They've also added the like, okay, here's another fun product name. The Liquid Retina XDR display. Liquid? Liquid Retina. Who knows what that means? It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it sounds cool. <laughs> well, they've used the word retina for a while right. now. And the idea with retina was like being a high enough pixel density that you can't discern the difference between like their idea was to have the resolution be higher than what your retina could see, which to the, for the most part is true. Like if you get your face up close to it, like you just did, you can see it. No, I couldn't. I just oh, saw, really? I just saw, a, I just saw a crumb on, on my screen. Okay, well, I, I can see it. Dried piece of milk. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I was eating cereal this morning while watching something on my laptop. Uh, that's the yeah. That's the danger of watching things on your laptop is it gets gross really fast. Yep. Well, that's my life. Anyway, keep going. I spilled a Red Bull on my laptop once. It still works. <laughs> it's nice. actually faster. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, so this is the screen that is on the like new uh, 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Um, I don't know if you've ever used my iPad, but it's it's pretty nice. It's very like very bright, and you can basically use it in direct sunlight outside, which is cool. Okay. Um, okay. Which I don't know who sits outside to Chick-fil-A do work. Employees. Mm, but they have those little uh, tent things that they wear on them. Yeah, <laughs> and the has has the like uh, borders, like the, on shade. the shade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a whole system going. Yeah. Let's see. What else do they have? Um, oh, MagSafe is back. So all of this is not news to you because this is what your laptop has. But I oh the thing that keeps yeah the charger yeah I literally just have USB C ports. I don't have any of this other so stuff. So what you're saying is my laptop is better than yours. IO wise, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And so all of that's back now, which is great. I love that. MagSafe is awesome. I am always so careful because I know if I trip on this cable, I would just yank my laptop off onto the floor. But you don't have that problem. So I'm excited that's back. Um, they got rid of the touch bar, which... It's so funny that all of this stuff that they tried... It's like regressing. Like all of it is like, yeah. oh, that was a bad idea. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm impressed that they try stuff and then are able to say... That was a bad idea. Right. We're going back to our yep. better idea that was in the past. Yep. But it's still funny that like literally everything they tried in the 2017? 2017, 2018, 2019. Generations yeah. were like, nope, 2015 was better. Let's yeah. go back. Honestly, they basically scrapped because they scrapped the keyboard last year, changed that one back. They're now going to be changing the keyboard again, getting rid of the touch bar, getting all of the old ports back, um, different screen, like everything is different, which is crazy. And Obviously, Apple's being Apple, and they're not like saying, "Oh, the old way is better." We're going back to that. They're pretending like they're innovating. And so, <laughs> I watched part of the keynote, and this lady's talking about like the I/O, like the ports on the MacBook, and she's like talking about an HDMI port, like they invented a computer. <laughs> they're like, with a full-size HDMI port, you can seamlessly and easily connect your laptop to any display. And I was like, okay, you mean like my. <laughs> $600 Lenovo can? <laughs> Thanks, the 1990s. <laughs> and they were making this whole big deal too about like how you can have it connected to multiple screens now because that was a limitation of the original like M1 chip. You can only have one external display. Hmm. So now they're like, you can have up to three displays connected. I was like, this is the, like, who is eating this stuff up? This is awful. <laughs> Um, they improved the speakers. They've got six speakers now and they like apparently move twice as much air. So they should have really good bass and MacBook speakers are already pretty dang good. So I'm excited to hear these, um, better microphones. They added a bigger array of microphones so it can kind of pick up and also isolate your voice better for like when you're on zoom or whatever. Um, it does that better. There's a better webcam, which I think is long overdue because the MacBook webcam is garbage it looks terrible um they also have a notch now on the screen because the borders are all super thin all the way around except for where the camera is so there's a little notch like on a phone which i don't mind i'm not like one of those diehard like you can't have a notch people i don't think i know any diehard notch people but um what else oh the base model cost two thousand dollars yeah so let's talk about this um for the longest time base model of the pro yes okay is there an air version there is and well there's not a new like air with the new chips and all these new features there's the air that they released in the spring 
Does it have these external ports that are different? Yeah. So if you want everything I just described, minimum $2,000. That's a crap ton of money. That's a lot of money. Like I paid, when I bought my 2015 MacBook, I think I paid $1,300. Yeah. When I bought my 2018 MacBook, I specced it up a little bit. I think I probably paid $1,600. To get like a base model at $2,000 and then most people need more storage than that or they need like one of the higher end features and those add, you know, $200, $400. They just go up so quick. And I've noticed this trend with a lot of different kind of electronics manufacturers and sure it could be, you know, ascribed to chip shortage or manufacturing issues or shipping issues or what have you. But at the end of the day, they in one year increased the price of their base model by what, like 70%? That's kind of insane. Yeah. That's unreasonable. I mean, especially since they're not adding anything. Probably the main quote-unquote innovation is the combination of their M1 chip with these more user-friendly ports, right? Right. Yeah, and the M1 updates, like, they're really nice and they're a lot better than the original M1. Um, the Pro, which is kind of now the mid-range chip, has 10 CPU cores, 16 GPU cores compared to I think the M1 originally had 8 and 8. So pretty big jump there. And then the Max has 10 core CPU and 32 core GPU plus a ton more memory. So they're substantial upgrades to the original one but they're only going to be usable in like very intensive things that professionals would do so like machine learning or 3d cad design or video editing or um training ai or compiling a bunch of code or you know encoding video there's just more niche kind of you like you're not going to notice this on youtube or facebook or emails And so on one hand, I'm like, well, it's expensive. But on the other hand, I'm like, at least they're targeting their pro model towards professionals. It's not like before it used to be, it was dumb if you bought the Air. You should have just bought the Pro for like another $100 because it was way nicer. But it wasn't like something that professionals could use because it wasn't that powerful. That was my perspective in 2015. Yeah, exactly. And so now they're kind of differentiating again. They're definitely targeting the Air towards like, the casual person, like the person who wants to do their work on it and their work just consists of mostly emails or working with websites or designing photos or like marketing or whatever. And then professionals who do intensive tasks, they're trying to get to buy these. And when I think about it that way, it makes a little bit more sense because maybe it's organizations who are buying, you know, 15 of these for their staff. And that's a little bit easier for them to swallow than like me. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I go back and forth, but I was just curious, like, I mean, your laptop's getting a little long in the tooth now, six and a half years old, probably something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to start shopping for a laptop today, like how, how much would, what, what's your cap on your budget for that? Uh, I've thought about it in passing a little bit because I know that my laptop is maybe a little bit old. Yeah. Um, but I do try to, you know, keep right. it up to date and whatnot. Um, I like the idea of staying with 
Apple. I know this is not your question, but I like the idea of staying yeah. with Apple just because I have an iPhone, I have an iPad, but I'm not going to replace that when it right. dies. Um, but, and I, I like tinker around in Logic, yeah. and I've started doing a little bit of uh, work with GIMP yeah. uh, for work, but probably an an macbook air could handle those things totally i don't probably do enough to require having a, a true macbook pro right and i've also realized how un how you're just really kind of tied to exactly what Apple gives you yeah. with Apple products, yeah. which is fine. I actually have appreciated that for most of my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's a quality product that is extremely tailored to be what you want it or what it is, right? And it works well for what it is. But if you want any sort of customization or flexibility with cer- certain aspects of its performance, you don't get that. Yeah, like you can't even open it up to clean it. Right. So. I don't know. I've I've kind of started to think like, would I, would I go to some other, right company, some yeah. other product? Yeah. Two thousand dollars on a laptop when I use another laptop for work. Yeah. Like, all day at work, I use a company laptop. Right. That Lenovo. Yeah. Uh, another. Uh, this is really just like, for my personal projects. Totally. And so much of it is just like, on Chrome. Yeah. So I don't think I would spend $2,000 yeah. on a replacement laptop at this point in my totally. life. It kind of made sense for college when I used it like literally all day. Yep. But at this point in my life, nah. Yeah. And good luck like convincing your company to buy you a $2,000 MacBook. <laughs> right. Especially when at least like currently almost all of what I do is just like sending emails right. and looking at websites. Totally. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And everything you said, yeah, MacBook Air would be fine. Like, even we bought Emily a MacBook Air at the beginning of this year, um, mostly for photo editing and even processing raw files in Lightroom or Photoshop. It's fine. Like, it does really well with the M1 chip. And I have done some video editing on my iPad, which has the same chip as the Air, and that does fine too. So, even for like, I would say like, the prosumer, like that kind of gray area between you do it professionally and you just have a hobby. It's kind of in that like, oh, maybe you make some money and you kind of do it. The air is probably fine. So it's, I mean, this is crazy. Like I just went on Apple's website and I spec'd out a new 16-inch MacBook Pro with the nicest chip. I basically like optioned it out to the Max, like everything that I could possibly the want The Pro on or the it. Max model? The Max chip on the macbook pro <laughs> okay um so top of the line the best one you can buy and it's 6100 dollars, oh which goodness. is a lot of money that's you can buy a car for that like yeah pretty easily at that point should you like does it make sense to buy a i don't know like do pros who are going to spend six thousand dollars on their computer really buy a laptop it's hard to tell the difficult thing with this is theoretically for seven grand I could build just a monster of like a Windows desktop and it could be customizable and it could have specific hardware suited to my task. Yeah. But 
some organizations and some even industries are tied to Mac OS as the operating system. Um, basically, for a long time, if you did anything in the music industry, you had to have a Mac. Like Windows just did not work. You could not get Windows to work. Um, just with all of the like interfaces, there was a period where even just like you buy an audio interface and it would only have Mac specific ports. Like you couldn't hook it up to a Windows Mac like mm -hmm. machine. Um, and so even still like in that industry or in like the photography industry, Mac OS is kind of the standard and it's what works the best. And so in that aspect, you're not so much paying for the hardware as you are paying to be able to use Mac OS on nice hardware. Um, which is kind of a bummer name kind of at that point. Yeah. And Mac OS is really nice. I'll give it that, but I don't know. I, I have an issue and that's part of my struggle too, is I like, I just finished building my own like personal windows desktop to play games on and to video edit on and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice, but I have always for, you know, the past seven years I've been doing my job. I have edited audio in logic and I can't get logic on windows obviously. And so anytime I want to edit audio, I have to do that whole like song and dance we talked about earlier and work on my MacBook. And I am very like tied to logic for my workflow. Um, I had tried once to use, I can't remember, I think Adobe's editor is called Audition. Hmm. And it just like doesn't, like my plugins don't work in it. I don't know where anything is. It would be like probably a week for me to sit down and learn how to mix in that software. And even then, like there's some stuff I couldn't do because some of the plugins only support logic and they only work in, you know, Mac OS. And so there's there's people like me who are tied to this and they just have to buy a Mac. Kind of sucks. You have to do it. Um, and so obviously I wouldn't, you know, spec this one out, but let me just real quick spec out kind of what I think I would need for what I do. Um, just personally, like not even for work, just what I do personally between, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I want to edit the podcast one week or I want to edit some photos or I want to yada, yada, yada. Um, so I'm going to spec that out and let's see what we end up with here. I think it's interesting how Apple has protected their product mm. to be so exclusive yep. and these plugins or these products or these ports or whatever only work for our products and yep. our operating system and it's it's a, a thing that only works for us but there are so many other uh, programs or downloads or uh, softwares or mm -hmm. hardwares that work for everything except mm -hmm. Apple. Right. Because of that. Yeah. Like they're so ubiquitous right. that they can work with so many yep. functions and platforms except for the one yep. that tries to make itself like so exclusive. Totally. And it's like it's their whole walled garden. I think that was the marketing they had. The walled garden approach of like, oh, it's beautiful in here and everything works. Just don't go outside the walls. Like it's yeah. scary out there. Just stay inside the walled garden where it's beautiful and nice. Um, and pay $2,000 for yeah. a basic piece of equipment. Right. So if I were to buy what I kind of would consider my needs, it would cost me $3,300. That's rough. Yeah. You better start saving now. I know. I, need, I would need to save for like a year 
all yeah. of my like spare fun money. <laughs> yeah, don't buy anything fun for a year so that you so can, that just I can get this. replace this tool that you use every day. And you know what's crazy? I kind of want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's insane and I think for most people like the MacBook Air starts at 900 bucks. Hmm. That's stomachable for most people. You know, yeah. like if you want something comparable, if you go like buy a Dell and buy a Dell, no, a Dell laptop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, those kind of start in the thirteen to fourteen hundred dollar range, and if you go and you buy an HP, those are still in the thousand dollar range to get comparable hardware. So this is definitely more in the range of what a consumer is looking at for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting. These are released, but they don't ship until next week, so we're not going to know any like performance numbers or any like comparisons to other stuff until next week um but maybe we'll talk about that maybe they'll be like the next step forward in technology and they'll be six times better than anything you can get now well one thing that we can always count on with technology is that there's a point where things are expensive but then that technology decreases in expense and increases in accessibility yeah like color tvs used to be ten thousand dollars each yeah you know for inflation sure um but now you can get a 30 inch color TV flat screen for yep. $150. Right. So eventually, this high end, what we think of as really advanced mm-hmm. processing power and technology and graphics equipment, will be like what comes in a right. $900 computer. Yep. Which is yeah, and consoling in some ways. Yeah. And it's, they're definitely innovating a lot in this area. Um, and so it, it'll be cool to see other manufacturers kind of recognize and catch up to this because they're like Apple's really good at their whole like system on chip. You know, your CPU and your GPU and your memory are all in one chip. And so it just is all super close and very efficient because it doesn't have to go far and it's not sending power everywhere. And so I've noticed some other manufacturers kind of starting to do stuff like this. And so I think that kind of competition and that race of innovation is going to help bring prices down a lot too. So, I don't know, we'll see. I I think I'm going to try to make my laptop last one more year. And I think you can that. Do sounds that. crazy, but it does sound crazy. But my 2015 ran really well. Like it was still running well, and I'm sure yours still is too. Like Apple's kind of been known in the past for like long lifespan of their products. Like I knew some people who were running a 2011 MacBook last year. That's almost 10 years, which hmm. is really good. Um this one that I have the 2018 is a piece of crap. Like it reboots all the time. The battery doesn't hold up at all. Sometimes the keyboard and the trackpad stop working. The touch bar barely ever works. Sometimes it won't recognize my charger and I have to like fully reboot the like system memory to get it to re recognize my charger. That's and I don't know what happens if it dies, if it doesn't recognize my charger because I wouldn't be able to reboot it. So it might just brick itself. So I hate this thing. <laughs> so if I can make it last another year, I'm going to be <laughs> very happy. <laughs> We're going to have to to save $3,300. Yeah, no joke. So I'm going to get on that and start pinching my pennies. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, that's enough Apple talk. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, good thing. Thank you for listening to I Heard on a Podcast. We've got new episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays, and you can find them right here. Uh, if you like what you heard, you probably know someone who likes Apple, and you've probably already sent them this podcast because we talk about Apple too much. <laughs> so uh, just sit back and... Uh, think about your involvement in large market capitalism yeah don't send this episode to anyone this week no just keep it to yourself yeah hide it under a bush yep (laughs) 
As always, you can reach us at I heard it on a podcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. Isn't it? Why, why a bush? Because uh, they can catch on fire. And then it would be a really big signal.